Three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. And today, my guest is a certified high-performance coach and best-selling author who is committed to helping people live more productive and meaningful lives. We will dive deep into how we can increase clarity for greater productivity, how we can increase our confidence, and why health is wealth. Welcome, everybody. Kate McKay. I am so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, this is so relevant for all of us. And what are you currently creating, Kate? Great question. So I'm really passionate about this whole idea behind, uh, as you mentioned, having greater clarity for greater productivity and influence. And as a high performance coach, I focus on these high performance habits to have a greater sense of fulfillment and a deeper sense of meaning. Because listen, the bottom line is not enough to just get through our, our to do list. We really are all here to have a deeper sense of meaning. And I, I would say as generally as entrepreneurs, we are servant leaders. We are here to serve. And that's why we've been courageous enough to step out in the path and make all the errors that we need to make as entrepreneurs to shine and to, to live within our sense of purpose. So what I do in my work is help people create parameters around their brilliance and be able to leave maybe self, self-sabotaging behaviors behind so that we can move fully into why we're here. Big, big, big work and really very exciting. I can relate so much because without clarity, there is no, there's nothing else. This stuff doesn't fall into place and whatever you optimize, you optimize in the wrong direction. It, it makes no sense. We, we have a mastermind where 40, 40 of us come together and all the time we go back to our heartfelt vision. What's the vision? What's the vision? What's the vision? Who is it for? What is it? Because, and you might say, why do they go back all the time? Because if there is no clarity, you feel it. And that's a different energy. And this is also something that you are an expert, how we can master not just time, but our energy. What is this energy? Such a great question. Well, I think a lot of people who um, maybe they don't know this, but CEOs have to be as conditioned as, well, either soccer players or NFL players or whatever your choice of sport or an endurance athletes. A lot of CEOs obviously are endurance athletes. It's what they're drawn to to reduce stress. And I think that that is um, oftentimes people don't understand that energy management, how you manage your energy is actually a key to your level of success. And we're talking, yes, physical energy, but we're also talking about your mental, emotional and spiritual energy. If you're not managing that and managing isn't just your output, but how are you inputting? How are you restoring? How are you resting? How are you coming into the center of who you are so you can A-game? A lot of men are maybe dads, they're providers, they're driven to who do I need to take care of? And I think that's where we get our society really does a great disservice to men. I mean, I'm a woman, but I coach high performance men. I love men. I think men rock. And I actually, just to be completely honest, I think they get screwed by society. And I think there's an incredible pigeonholing and it makes me really upset. And it's the reason why I bought, wrote my book, Claim Your Inner Warrior. Uh, I dedicate this book to all the warriors out there, but one warrior in particular, and that is my my son, William, 
who in 2017, um, as his friend described it, he ascended on his own accord. He took his own life. And that was such a pivotal moment for me, clearly as a mom losing a child. And, you know, through that process of going inward and figuring out what is my why now, right? I'm mean, talking about a reset. Um, it really made me realize that, you know, would it have made a difference for my son, Will? It was extraordinarily, um, had extraordinarily high level of energy, but he directed it mostly towards the spiritual level. You know, he spiritually bypassed ultimately, right? But how is it that we can manage our energy as men to understand all aspects of ourselves, to embrace all of those things so that we can bring the A game? And that means know thyself. You've got to reflect into who you are. And that is a process that a lot of men, it's, it, it's, a, it's a difficult one for them. Wow. What did you learn from that experience, from going through that process? Oh, it's such a beautiful question. Well, ultimately, um, I was a columnist in um, in a, a, a paper where I'd raised my children. And I wrote about health, wealth, anything that had to do with transformation, right? Living well, what does that mean? And I was um, coaching a doctor in the area. And he said, Katie, he's from Russia. He goes, when women, when their spouse dies, they do okay. Men, not so good. You need to write an article about that. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So he called me out and called me to actually dig deeper into this. And so I wrote an article about how men express grief and loss. It's very different. Now, the bottom line is I have five brothers. I've been a gym rat my whole life. And I'm also a bikini competitor. So I, I understand the masculine energy, but I'm also very much centered in my feminine energy. But I'm able to step into that space. And I think that, you know, there is a disservice to how our society allows men to communicate grief. It's different. The process is different. You know, maybe they don't talk about it the same way. Maybe it's enough that you just, you say, Hey, how you doing? You all right. Right. So there are different strategies that we have to approach that. And when I wrote that article, so many men came up to me and said, Kate, man, I felt like you were just talking to me. And you know, at some level that's like, oh, that's really made me feel good. Another part of it was, what is wrong with our culture, with our society, that we do not honor men? We do not honor them in a way that we want them to be men's men, but then we want them to express their feelings. And no, we don't. Like there's a dichotomy where men have a very thin line where they can they can function as, as men to express who they are and in their wholeness, in their warrior qualities that makes men so friggin' incredible. Wow, tell us more about that. I. I'm a man myself. I'm exploring this since 42 years. And uh, my wife is my teacher. She says, I want to I want to know more from you, but I'm not always able to express in that density, in that eloquence that she needs. Uh, what is the what is the male way of expressing? What are the limits? What are misconceptions? Well, I think that a lot of ways that women and men communicate different and maybe the questions that you're asking your wife is areas that you're really, um, it's not like, are you able to, but it's maybe it's just not a place where you want to play. And I think that that's one thing that women need to understand. They're, they're expecting their partners to be like their girlfriends and you're not, you're, you're her husband and there's a different role of that role. And we're expecting men to be everything right? To be your best friend. to be, And you know what? That's why we have women friends. And 
men have men's friends and men are very different when they hang out together. It's like they may have conversation, but it's not so heavy. It doesn't have to be all this interplay of like, and then she said this. And then you guys talk about ideas, you talk about concepts and you tap into the emotional experience, but you don't stay there. So oftentimes I'll describe it. I was getting my nails done at the salon, Cambodian um, salon, and I'm getting them done. I'm telling the woman about what I'm doing. And most women are very confused about what I'm doing. They're like, they think that on some way I'm blowing women's cover because I'm talking like empowering men or helping men like discover who they are. And she's uncomfortable a little bit. But the guy comes up to me and he goes, yeah, well, men, we're not complicated. And I'm like, well, you may not be complicated, but you're deep. And he goes, yeah, we're deep. He loved it. It lit him up, right? So why do we have to make things more complicated? You guys are deep. You have deep thoughts. How are we validating and honoring men for their process, the way they think, the way they feel? There are differences, and I don't think as a society we honor them. I know this is against a lot on what we hear in society. Uh, there's that piece of that. Um, but there is ways that we can, as you know, you can, as men, dig in and be able to understand and know thyself and be able to explicitly explain it. So, like, this is this where, as far as comfortable as I want to communicate. This is where I like to talk. These are the areas I like to talk about. And this is who I am, but still having that confidence. I, I like to share something with our audience because I thought that I'm a very bad listener. And wh whenever my wife wanted to discuss stuff with me, I would sit down and I would feel terrible. I would have to go through it. You would see it in my face. It was like a, a discipline, something to, to endure and not something that I would enjoy. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm a bad listener. I'm a bad husband. And then I, I realized it's the sitting that it's not my thing. Now we walk uh, through nature. We walk through nice places, nice cities, nice part of the cities. And it's very easy for me to listen hours and hours when I'm walking. So it must just be also the type. Exactly. Well, that's what the, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for bringing that up, because face to face conversations for men is historically built in their biology as a confrontation. It's, it's just the way that it is. Is it wrong? Um, I don't think so. I think that as protectors, face-to-face -face is when you come into war, right? So you feel like, am I having to protect myself or protect other people? There is a natural defense in the human psychology of most men to feel that way. So even if you look at young men, um, you know, like watching sport, say, or young boys playing in the sandbox, they play next to each other. They're next to each other. It doesn't mean that they don't have intimacy. It's intimacy of the parallel experience. If you want to have a great conversation with your kids, oftentimes when you're driving, you're not facing full on with each other. So I think that's a beautiful example of how you've adapted to listening. Because also, I think this is just a tip for you guys out there, is when you're having a conversation, it, the woman will have can say, listen, I just want you to listen here. Like I just, I just, all I want to do is communicate this. You don't have to solve it. Let your man off the hook that he doesn't have to solve something. Like, I just need you to listen to me. And she's going to go on and on. You hear her talking and you're like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to end? She just wants to dump this whole experience. And then you can just nod and say, well, yeah, that sounds really hard or that whatever that is. But she needs to set the precedent to say, you're off the hook. You don't need to solve anything. I just need you to listen. And how awesome would that be that you have a directive? You meet so many cool people. You coach 
athletes, you coach CEOs, you coach top performers in all areas. You can pick one person and you give them the strategy award. They, when everybody zigs, this person is zagging. But from your perspective, they are doing the right thing. Who do you pick? I pick um, my uh, my beta. It's a it's a another high performance coach that actually has the courage enough to call me out because <laughs> because I mean that's the thing is that when we're a gaming and we're top performers and we're like living life and people see us as a certain way and this is true you you listeners understand what I'm saying I'm not speaking to myself right that it it requires some to be able to stand up and call us out and. Dean Gialamis is that guy. Um, he's incredible. He's an incredible CEO. He's an incredible man. He is, um, he's just a great human being and he's extraordinarily successful. He's ahead of all the crime labs historically in California. He's got a very high power job, but now he's building a consulting business using all the skills. He's an incredible athlete and, um, and we love each other deeply. I mean, he's married, beautiful wife and children, but we have a level of intimacy that's very unusual between a, a man and a woman, um, but we are friends and uh, he's just an incredible human being. I, I love him deeply as a human being. He's great. And there is another pattern that I hear that high performers that you work with and that are listening right now, they are into athletic activities, endurance activities, are they athletes first and then they become entrepreneurs or are they entrepreneurs and then they get into endurance? That's a great question. And what I would say is oftentimes people have an athletic mindset. The beautiful thing is they understand grit and determination and they can translate that into entrepreneurship. So I think that oftentimes I will use sport metaphor in my coaching because a lot of the people that I coach are athletes or they want to tap back into that because they lost it because they've been distracted. So people will say, Kate, I'm going to hire you as a high performance coach because obviously I'm modeling a level of energy that they remember. Listen, once you're an athlete, always an athlete. Once you're an athlete, always an athlete. But I can still tap into that athletic person in you, the person that wants it. Where's the passion? Where's the grit? Where's the drive? Where's that determination to win, to win at your best self. The biggest competition, as we all know, is in the mirror, right? So how are you loving on yourself? Not just going in for the grind, but saying, I'm worthy. I am worthy as a man to a game for myself because I know people are watching because ultimately it's having clarity, having a greater sense of productivity, but the biggest piece is having bigger impact. And you cannot have big impact if you're fueled by self-hatred, self-loathing. I'm not good enough. You, you can't. That's not the way to go, you guys. You know it. You have so much good stuff also around our confidence. And mm -hmm. I have been talking to my coach today in the morning. I was like, oh, I don't feel confident. And we went down that rabbit hole. And I guess we all need this advice right now. How to manage our own confidence after one word from our sponsors. What if your business would run well even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategies Prints blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategies Prints method. Order your copy of Strategies Prints 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today.
And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategiesprints.com. Confidence. We all need it, but it's so volatile and maybe fragile. How to handle that? I think confidence is so key to all things. And oftentimes people hire me because they're like, Kate, how can you be so confident? And I would say to you that the number one thing is I've failed so many times and I've, I've failed so brilliantly that, you know what, it, it's the ability to get back up when you've been, when life knocks you down. And I've been knocked down quite a bit. So the beautiful thing is, is that power of resiliency and knowing that it's okay if you fail. So we have three things that we fear the most that gets in the way of us being our courageous warriors. And those are fear of outcome. Like I'm going to do all this and it's not going to be any good. It's the pain of like that. If I do all this, it's not going to be worth it. Does that sound familiar? The second one is, man, the process is just so hard for me to get back into shape is going to be so hard for me to grow. That business can be so hard, right? We can relate to that too. But I think the third one and the one that stumbles us the most on our on our journey to confidence is knowing that if we make this decision, that there the pain is that we may lose something or someone on our path to transformation. So if I make this change, I'm going to lose love or I'm going to lose a person or a thing. It's really scary. But I'll have to say to you, the pain of regret is far bigger. But the, the confidence concept is really based on this psychological looping, which is called the confidence competency loop. So you guys on this call or anyone listening, you know what the pattern is of attaining and winning, let's say, at some endurance sport. You know where you have to go mentally to prepare and physically to prepare. That's a skill set that you have. That same way that you build that confidence can be applied in other areas but we need to always schedule in growth goals. It's not just like, this is the race. I'm, what do you have to improve on? Maybe that's in your relationship. How are you gonna apply your success strategies to your intimate relationship, to your relationship with your children, to your spiritual faith? Competency and confidence have a direct link. If you're not feeling confident in one area, that usually means you need to set a growth goal that's going to help you grow. We get comfortable with our level of success, but that's obviously why I am in the work that I am because I love people to be a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, they will, as I tell them, you will always love me, but you're not always going to like me. And guess what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> and there is maybe with A players, there is a fallacy that is, I'm going to collect the proof that I am worthy, that I am magnificent. Mm. You said I failed so brilliantly that I am brilliant. I'm going to collect the proof. I'm going to show the data, the numbers, the scores, and then the scores give me back my self-confidence. Isn't that quite dangerous? Because if we then don't hit the score once, then we take it personally. That's a beautiful question. Wow, that's a good one. Well, you know what? I think the scores are gorgeous. I think it's beautiful that we base our success on outcome. We have to, right? This is the thing about personal development is we're able to score it by outward external measures. That's why high performance coach is so good. It's science-backed, research-based. I love my system because I, as a coach, want to measure your outcome. I don't want to inspire you. I want to watch you transform. I want to watch you soar from where I'm sitting, right? Ultimately, that's the goal. But the most important thing around that is those external validations, those external rewards have to be 20% of the game. 80% of it is that internal, 
that intrinsic validation. And that's based on knowing your purpose, knowing your why. That's the good stuff. That's know thyself. And that's where my sweet spot of coaching is, is really learning how to shift that to an internal measure, 80% of the game, and still playing on that scoreboard and in it to win it. There's nothing wrong with winning. I just wrote down, I don't want to inspire you. I want to watch you soar. Mm. That's you. That's beautiful. Tell us about the, your book. Uh, why did you write it in, in the first place? Well, as I mentioned, I wrote Claim Your Inner Warrior um, for, you know, for the reason of really coming from that place of deepening my sense of meaning of who I was here to serve. And, you know, in fact, I brought that book to NASDAQ. I mean, I've been talking about it on Bloomberg and, and Fox Business News, which is just such an interesting space. But I'm like, this is where the change has to happen in business, in people and, and men that are here to lead and know they're here to lead and know they want more. And if I asked you listeners here on the call, from one to 100%, what percentage of your potential are you living? Or one to 10? Just write that down on a piece of paper, okay? Most entrepreneurs or people that I start coaching with, with honestly will tell me 60. Sometimes they're like 6.2, 6.8. They love to give me the decimals. I love the decimals because I'm like, is it a six or a seven or is it something in between? They're like, all right. So it's like 6.3. Now we always laugh because I want the decimal point or the fraction. Give it to me, right? Because I'm going to write it down. I'm going to remember it. So coaching is taking you from that six or four or seven or eight into that sweet spot of 10. Okay. So that is the place where we coach, where the work happens. So be okay only knowing that you're only tapping into a certain percentage of your brilliance, but don't deny it. Now that you know what your number is, you can't forget it, right? I want you to write that down, journal on it and say, what am I going to do to fill that gap? I'm going to hire a coach. I'm going to tell, I'm going to set some new growth goals, right? That is the, that's the sweet spot for you, all of you listening. And I want to know what that is. And then I want you to hold yourself accountable to, to gaining that. Be uncomfortable. Know that you want more. It's okay for you to want more. It's okay. Celebrate it. I love it. And people, if you're listening right now and you go, oh my God, but Kate, she's so energetic and she's so confident. <laughs> she didn't start there. And read the book and you will see it's a process. And I can tell you that today in the morning, I was telling my coach, I just don't feel confident. I have the marathon coming up. I don't feel ready. I have business coming up. I don't feel ready. And, and he had to remind me, look at the tree in front of you, Simon. Is that tree magnificent? Yes. Mm -hmm. Can you say I am magnificent? And I was like, ooh, I can't say it. I can say it, but I cannot feel it. It's not my full body saying it. And so we are all there and that's a journey for all of us. And I think your book is a wonderful place to start. Where else can people grab a hold of your work, find you? Yeah, thank you so much. So I have a, a my Amazon bestseller book is Claim You're in a Badass. Um, and um, so yeah, so I am really much more pushing towards my new podcast, which is Master Your Life with Kate McKay. So that's an exciting uh, place to play. If any of you are listening to this, you know, reach out to me if you want to be interviewed. I would love to interview you. And again, my work is uh, to go deeper, bring the joy. You know, if people coach with me, they're going to say, oh my gosh, like she's there, she's in on my stuff, but she loves me and she never forgets a story. I will always um, remember this interview and the experience that we shared together. And just to say that I'm deeply grateful this opportunity to play with you 
and to have you share your story with me and this audience. And I'm, I'm grateful for this time. So thank you so much. Master your life with Kate McKay, everybody. Everybody who listens to this likes podcasts. So hop over, master your life with Kate McKay. And you have one more subscriber, of course. And uh, Kate, you can nominate my next guest. Who should be my next guest? I have a list a mile long, but I mean, I love Dean. I think he would be amazing for your audience. And I have one other person that I really love that's also a badass um, athlete, a warrior. His name is Bronson Hill. And he's just a humble servant. And I, um, I'm, I just interviewed him yesterday in my podcast, and he's a lot of fun. So I think he would be a great person, too. Thank you so much. And so who should not call you and who should call you? Um, if, uh, yeah, don't call me if you're not ready to take action. Call me if you're ready to be inspired and ready to take action. And it can be small steps. Like I'm here to add value to you and to pour into you and love on you and celebrate you. And is it going to be um, like challenging? Absolutely. Are you going to love it? Absolutely. Are you going to become a better human, clear, more passionate, higher energy, greater clarity, more productivity and greater impact uh, as you bring to the world? Absolutely. So want to reach out, reach out to me. Again, I'm Kate McKay, and you can find me on my website, kate-mckay.com. Kate-mckay.com. Thank you, Kate, for sharing your journey, your wisdom, your practices with us. Keep rolling. Thank you so much. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. What if your business would run well, even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategy Sprints blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprints method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprints 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategiesprints.com.